Oh, man, it has been such a long time since me and Will are back behind the mics, found this dope little website, does a great job, takes all the work out of it for us, makes it easy. I know Willie's excited about that, aren't you, Will? It's a huge help. Shout out to Zencaster. Really excited to be back. Um, Lots to talk about. We're going to do our best to cover it all. Anyway, cue the intro, baby. We are more back than LeBron James when he was down 3-1. Oh, man. Oh, for those of you that don't know, it's been, it's been a little while. Um, it has been. Willie is while. not off of the LeBron goat train, but Willie is more displeased with LeBron than I have probably ever seen in my uh, life of knowing him. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it right now. It, it might, you know, touch the heart a little bit, but we'll get into it later on. Understandable. But we are um, definitely more back than him when he came back from three one. We are that LeBron James right now. We're yeah. not this LeBron James. We're that LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, dude, let's uh, let's kind of fill in uh, the the fan base into what's going on. Will let's uh, let's kick it off with you, buddy. What have, what have you been up to, man? Have you well, been holding it down and back in the dirty jerseys? What's going on? First of all, first of all. I miss you, dog. I miss you. Dude, I miss you too, man. Down in the ATL, working, living life, living lavish. You know, I'm still back up here in Dirty Jersey. And of course, I'm holding it down. Thought of the other day, visited White Manor with a few of my friends, did the 10 burger challenge. I actually did it too. Proud of you, bro. I did it. I got that. You know, once you get the seven, it it hits you really hard. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was ready to stop, I was ready to quit. I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to do it. And then my one friend started doing it. My other friend did it. And I'm like, Oof, like I may be able to do this now just to say I did it. You know what I mean? And I'm not the only one that did it. So I wasn't judged mad hard for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it was it was acceptable to do it at that time. So what do you put on your uh I, I think I think with me with white mana, it's, it's no question. It's it's onions, it's cheese, and it's extra pickles and it's ketchup and mustard. Like I go, I go all out. I feel like if you go there and you don't get the uh the the onions, you're doing yourself you're doing yourself a big disservice. Well, see, I'm not a fan of onions, so I'm doing myself a favor. Um, okay. What, during the 10 burger challenge, I mean, I'm going like, I'm just going ketchup with the side of pickles because I got to throw mm-hmm. that shit down, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And for those That's of you that don't know, White Mana is, uh, according to the Food Network, uh, I think it's the best slider place in America or in North America. Or it's a Jersey delicacy, that's for sure. And the place is no bigger than my room, which is smaller than anything you've ever seen. No, and the and the burgers are about the size of a hockey puck, um, yep, but yep. they're just un unfreaking believable. They're so good, but it's so funny because a lot of the people that walk in there, you know, and they'll be like, "Hey, let me get four burgers. I'll get three, yeah, blah blah blah." Freaking you know, we're waiting online. And this this guy's with the son. He goes, "Yeah, let me get two burgers without yeah. cheese." Yeah, and and the you know, worst kind of people. Packed. And every you know, and then I walk in. I'm the first one up out of my friends. I was like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? Can I get a ten with cheese, no onions?" And he's like. Everybody's head just whoosh right over to yeah. me, yeah. and then all well, the money to ten, and it was just funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? um, I gotta say, man, uh, I do miss New Jersey. New Jersey is home; it is forever going to be home. Uh, I got the opportunity to come back and see my parents and my brother this weekend, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm loving Atlanta, man. First job working out in tech sales over here. Um, you know. It's warm. Sell me some tech right here, right here. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. So sell, sell, me, some some, sell me some tech. Um, well, do you have a developer, a coder? I do not. Ah, well, it looks like uh, this conversation ends right there, buddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we, uh, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to put you all to sleep, but we sell uh, communications um, solutions for companies, but helping them get in touch with their customers most effectively. So if you need mm. any help with that, man, drop, drop me a call. I got you, but you got to have developers. Um, Don't might tell you out of a few thousand bucks. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, but yeah, it's warm here. What is this noise I'm hearing? Are you hearing this noise? I'm hearing this noise. Is that your what phone? Is, going is your phone by the mic? Sometimes yeah. it does that. It's always right. not by the mic. I, think I don't know. My neighbor's right. listening to loud music. He's not a great neighbor. Um, oh. Constantly blasting music at the most inconvenient times. Mm. So I make sure to blast my music when I leave for work at 630. Nice. But uh, everything's going well, man. I'm excited to go to go to some Braves games. Excited to be back oh. doing this. Um, some Braves games. Some Braves games. Yeah, they put that. I hear they play the Mets quite often. So that'll be uh, that'll be big time. But Super fired up to be back on the pod. Um, got a lot to catch up on here. Um, let's just kick it off right here. Antonio Browns. Antonio Brown going to the Raiders. Um, what did you think about that? All right. So, I mean, as you guys know, it's a few weeks old. I don't know, maybe a week old, whatever it is. Um, it's a great move for for Oakland, obviously. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, I mean, this is a difficult situation. You know, did he force himself to get a trade? Um if, to me, honestly, to me, I think the Steelers settled for less than what, what he's worth. But every time he got behind the mic, I understood what he was saying behind he got a mic when he got behind the mic. You know, I didn't have an issue with it. I personally, as a Jet fan, wanted Antonio Brown. I right. didn't really take what he was saying behind the behind the mic as serious as everybody was taking it. Um, but every time he he got behind the mic, it, it decreased his value a little bit. So Pittsburgh had to settle with what they got. Um, he seems, you know. Mr. Big Chest over there seems pretty happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, you know, I was upset because I wanted to make the call when you see what he got, uh, what the Raiders got him for. Obviously, yeah. he's a top five player, uh, top five receiver in the league. But, I think um, he's selling him a little short. I think he's, I think he's at least top three is probably still selling him a little bit short. Yeah. I just what would blew me away is it's just it's so fitting, and all these storylines have been ran through and whatever, but. Um, is just the fact that the Cowboys got uh, gave up more to get Amari Cooper for than yeah. the Steelers got back to get uh, rid of Antonio Brown. And mm-hmm. I understand the situations are different. You have to sign him back to a long term contract. But kind of diving into this a little bit deeper, um, is that what is your what is your bearing on this Derek Carr situation? I mean, he gets the best, arguably one of the best wide receivers in football. Uh, there have been kind of rumors going around that him and John Gruden have bumped heads a little bit. Um, I mean, this is kind of put up or shut up time for Derek Carr, isn't it? You know, you mentioned that earlier, and I actually couldn't agree with you. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, but at the same time, I don't know if it's just this year. I think next year will be as well because you got to look. They have three three first-round draft picks this year. Who knows what they're going to use with them? Uh, mm-hmm. They just cut Jordy Nelson. So, I mean, and, but there's a lot of buzz around the Raiders. I mean, every team, every free agent that you heard, um, or even draft picks this year, the Raiders' names are associated. It's kind of like the Mets this year in free agency. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, associated with every name. So, I mean, I think last year it wasn't cool to be an Oakland Raider. I think it's starting to turn. Um, I personally love Mike Mayock. I think he's going to be an outstanding general manager for them moving forward. And uh, he fits well with Gruden. So I think they have the same vision moving forward, with which a lot of teams don't have between their GM and head coach. So um, I think the Raiders are in good hands. I can't speak on, on Gruden. He hasn't proved himself yet. But yeah. I can't speak on Mayock, Mayock and I think he's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it from this standpoint. I mean, a lot of teams are going to be looking, kind of feeling this out. And, you know, if it doesn't go well with Derek Carr the first four weeks, you may see Tankapalooza again from the Raiders. And you can't blame them with this quarterback class that's coming up next year. Um, with the two attack of Iloa sweepstakes. Um, so but that'll be I'm not too sold on him as a pro yet, but that's next year. We'll worry about okay. that next year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. So Raiders, interesting to see. They'll be playing their games uh, at Giants Baseball Stadium, which is no, 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 no. I think they're staying in Oakland, aren't Are they? they? Really? And that yeah, I think, I think it, I think it like recently it just passed that they're playing another year there. Oh, I, I, their I, new stadium I is fire. The new stadium, stadium is so fire. No, yeah, for sure, but I mean, you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping they can win win some games this year. Um, I want John Gruden to do well. I'm very optimistic. Um, I'm not I love really, Gruden as a person. I think he's hilarious. I just do. Yeah, all the, uh, all the Gruden punchlines and like the the you know the fake John Gruden account on Twitter, which is oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's 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 content. It's it's nonstop content. So yeah, I'm fired up to see how that works out. But gotta say. This Odell Beckham trade, man. I mean, at first I was kind of looking at it and I was like kind of numb. Like you call, like I called you and I was like, oh, like 
we traded Odell. I'm not really sure how I how I feel about it. And you know, after marinating about it, I feel pretty shitty about it. I mean, we 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 got rid of a generational talent, um, you know, and he seems to have uh, personality not personality issues, but kind of being a team player issues. He seems to be a locker a bit of a locker room uh, head case. But I mean, the guy's unfreaking. He's unbelievable. And uh, I haven't really heard teammates say any horrible things about him. I, uh, even after he left, you know, sometimes you see a guy leave and a bunch of guys in the locker room will trash him on the way out. I, ha- I haven't heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like this franchise is moving. And we're going to get into the Giants a little bit, but it just seems like this franchise doesn't really know what it's doing. Everything is so sporadic and, you know, it's just it, – um, it, it's pretty disappointing. You know – it doesn't seem like they know what they're doing. I'm sitting back thinking about it recently. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, look, though Dell trade, you and I, we can pull up episodes from our past. We, we wanted to trade him. We didn't think it was the worst thing in the world, but it's more shocking that it actually happened now. And just a side note, the Browns are completely loaded. Um, so we're currently living in an era where the Browns are, you know, being talked about in the Super Bowl and are stacked, which is very odd. Um, but we can get I, that I think everybody bit. needs to. I think everybody needs to calm down. I mean, well, not calm down. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm willing to say that I would pick them to. If you held a gun to my head, I would pick them to win their division. Um, it's all going to rely on Baker Mayfield. Everybody else is a proven player. Everybody, everybody there um, is either a Pro Bowler. You know, they've been a first yeah. team All Pro. There's talent everywhere you look, but yeah. the only unproven one is Baker Mayfield and their head coach Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, but um, if, so if it's Baker. Really gonna, can, going to rely on them but baker's showing up in big games under pressure i agree i'm not worried about baker the football player at all like i have zero worries about baker the football player the the question that i'm going to have is this team is going to be fun to watch they're going to be they're going to wear their heart on their sleeve um you know it's it's, it's going to be must see tv mm-hmm. my question is if they lose two or three games in a row who's going to be and who's going to be the guy that kind of can takes control of the ship you got a second-year quarterback, you got a first-year head coach, and then you got Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Tony Calloway. I mean, you got a lot I mean, of personality I, on this team. A lot of personality, absolutely. But um, honestly, dude, I could still see Baker being the guy to step it up. He's just I do too. No, no, I, I, do too, I do too, 100%. I, I, like, I, that's who, if, if he is who we think he is, um, especially you, you've been toting Baker's uh, – Baker's praises forever, and and it's it's and you've been right to the up up until this point you've been right. The only thing that's I'm just back is that, that we've seen that we've seen him peak, but now that he had that he has weapons around him, mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to grow more. But back mm-hmm. to back to this Odell trade, um, yeah. I'm upset because the Giants didn't get what they should have gotten in return. No, Don't get me wrong; I mean, we both played with Jabril. Uh, he's a he's a great player. His work ethic is awesome. Uh, he's very smart on mm-hmm. the field, but I mean, to give up Landon Collins, you know, uh, for nothing, to give up uh, Snacks Harrison for a fifth rounder, who's I personally think like top five in his position. People just yeah, don't recognize absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, then to trade Odell for this, and you know, keep Eli Manning during all this, and say all the mm-hmm. comments about Eli Manning that Gettleman's been saying, you know, he's he could still play, blah blah blah. I'm sorry, man, but if you're trying, and then you have all this dead money. If you're if this just isn't the way you rebuild if you're going to, but the mm-hmm. here's my here's my prediction. Uh, here's a bold prediction for me. Actually, I think the Giants should make a call to Arizona, mm-hmm. and I think they should trade for Josh Rosen because it's if they do, at all I agree 100. percent I think if they do, you're now looking at you know you have two first round draft picks where you don't have to worry about taking a quarterback in a decently you know decently talented draft class, especially defensively. Uh-huh. Um, so you don't have to worry about rebuilding around that position when you just traded for a guy who has had like seven offensive coordinators in the past eight years. He uh-huh. said no consistency, but if you give him, if you give Josh Rosen time in the pocket, he can be as good as any quarterback from his class, but he yeah. hasn't had the consistency, hasn't had the weapons in Arizona and he hasn't had the protection. The The giants are developing their offensive line. I mean, so I, I could see this being a real fit for new, uh, for Josh Rosen and New York. Moving forward, I think that's the way they need to go. I'm surprised more teams aren't doing that because it's it, it's so it's so clear, to, at least to me, that the 
the obvious move is to is to get a young quarterback who can play well on the contract on that they're getting contract. paid and yep. put weapons around them. And it seems like there are so many teams that are going the opposite way, um, which just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the title window for the Rams is right now. And a lot right. of people will point and say, oh, well, well, no, you need to convince a player like Tom Brady to – Tom Brady's generational talent. Tom Brady does not make as much as his wife. And there's – they just – like – he loves playing in New England. Like he's just playing the game. Like the only other guy that I can see that's willing to take a pay cut like that is Dak Prescott. We kind of disagree on Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott knows exactly what he's doing. I think he's going to sign a deal, a, a wink, wink deal where he's making, you know, uh, uh, a fair amount of money probably could get a lot more elsewhere, but will do that in order to surround himself with the best talent. Cause he knows that there's no better scenario for him than in Dallas. You got a great running mm-hmm. back. You got a great, uh, Offensive line, um, you got a good wide receiver. Um, well, Dallas didn't coach. Go, let him go either. What happened? Dallas won't let him go either. No, I don't think Dallas will let him go. But I'm saying I think that Dak is, is in a position to where he's willing to help the team uh, mm. build to succeed. So I, that's definitely that's the move. Get a quarterback, a young quarterback, surround him to be successful, and just run with it. And um, you know, you know I'm, I'm is- really surprised that I, watch Rosen's going to end up being a pat telling you i really think I, I see that as well but you know it's funny because you said like you know the obvious move seems to be this but i don't know if kettleman sees the obvious move yeah after, no. uh, I, I tell you what, when he got here i was pretty i really thought like he was an impressive guy like he was with uh he was right. with carolina and um you know i'm i'm not into the kind of transactional front office stuff as much as you are but um from everything that i heard from you know admittedly the talking heads was this guy you know was pretty good and um, you know, it, he's it's an old fashioned OBS guy, and I think that's really what ultimately ultimately let him uh, led him to trade Odell. Not that it was a you know a blow me away deal because it's not called like no. it's called a spade a spade. You know no, what I'm saying? Not even close. Yeah, you know, and it's the like only we have move... a we have a we have a we have a question later on in the show. You know, the most the biggest head scratcher of a transaction so far in the NFL. And, you know, this whole giant scenario can be the biggest head scratcher. I mean, we didn't put that down for, you know, obvious reason, diversify yeah. the podcast. But, um, I mean, this whole thing could be it because no, the, no, no fans are getting, you know, any answer in the direction that the team's heading heading in. Um, no one knows what's going to happen with Eli Manning. I personally think he's going to be the starter next year, I, even if you guys draft someone. I can see you guys taking an edge, edge rusher at six and drafting a quarterback at, at 17. Yeah. I mean, the only move that I can really point at in his tenure, I mean, I didn't like it at first, but once I looked into his contract a little bit more, I mean, we, we moved Vernon. Uh, he's a top five paid defensive end in the league. I mean, he's going to, he's going to excel big time in Cleveland. Yeah. Especially with not having, uh, with having miles Garrett on the other side. I mean, the guy can play. It's just a matter of, you got to remember the, um, the NFC East is loaded on the, uh, on the tackle position. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. Williams in uh, Washington. You got uh, what's his name in Dallas. Both sides of the line in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then uh, in Philadelphia, you got Jason Peters. I and mean, I think the uh, I think the I think the highest paid one is the one that's most underperforming, and they sold it. So mm-hmm. um, that's you know pretty unfortunate. Um, so I mean, but he, Olivier Vernon, that was a contract you needed to ditch. I think that was mm-hmm. a good move by you guys. You had a solid top ten guard at you know. Yeah. Um, his name but you got a solid top 10 guard yeah so i i mean whatever I, his name. I get it i think you got i mean you know it's a big head scratcher right now i personally um i i almost like to see it because i've had so much suffering as a jet fan and head scratching moves that it's nice to see the tables turned i can't blame you i can't blame you at all speaking of which let's uh tell me what you're seeing out of the jets what what you got optimism what, what, oh. what, do, you, what do you think I mean, look, man, I was super excited for last year, and I kind of learned my lesson because it was a huge letdown. But honestly, I think this was one of the circumstances that it was truly the coaching staff. And I think with Greg Williams coming in as the D.C., Adam Gase as our head coach, I mean, yeah, the guy's eyes are a little buggy, but if he's going to win his games, who cares? You know, I don't care. Wait, you've um, come around on the coach? How? Um, no, I, ha- I haven't come around to him yet. I'm okay. saying I think – this, you know, in Miami, he was a he was in a different situation. They wanted him to run multiple things, like you know, doing. But he's more of just an offensive guy, and that's what he came, he came to the Jets and 
supposedly in his interview, he said, I want to coach the offense. Um, I don't, you know, I, I want assistance on other stuff, but on the defensive side, I want someone, you know, who could be the head coach of the defense. So he doesn't have to worry about that. It's what mm-hmm. he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why the guys in Denver, like Peyton Manning, liked them so much because he was just working with the offense. So I think this is going to give him a different feel. Yeah. Um, it's going to bring him back to his old self, a little bit less pressure. Uh, and now you have Le'Veon Bell, which is awesome. And you which got is a, all you can ask for as a rookie quarterback, for real. Of course. I mean, people, don't, people don't realize how much the running back helps a young quarterback develop, based, you know, pass protection, protection check mm-hmm. down, all that stuff, man. It's all huge. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, and again, you're not the biggest Eli Manning guy, but he, you know, turned out to be a little bit of a dick. But Tiki Barber was beneficial for Eli Manning, and then he got to, you know, get Ahmad Bradshaw and um, mm-hmm. Brandon Jacobs. Like he had some good running backs to kind of take the pressure off of him. Uh, along with, I mean, look at the guys he was surrounded by: Plaxico Burris, and they kind of followed that model while he was still on that contract. And then they paid him the big bucks, and I don't think he right. went to the playoffs again until. McAdoo, you know how this all exploded. Yeah, but that was that, that's yeah. that's the that's the recipe, man. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm we traded for a guard. We're you know we're building in the in, in the inside of our offensive line. We signed Jameson Crowder, who I think was an underrated signing, man. You're He's doing you're doing some really good things. I'm fired up for you guys this year. I want to see Darnold take that next step. The only thing that I wish I could see from Darnold is just that a little bit more. Uh, and it's I don't think it is who he is. Is a little bit more of that kind of killer instinct, like like fire, like, you know what I mean? And it's kind of the flavor of the month with guys like Baker Mayfield. And, um, you know, that's kind of like what everybody's pointing to. Everybody's different, man. Everybody's different, you know? Yeah. But if he comes in and he, and and takes a step forward, and I think that's all you can ask for him right now is just to take a step forward, you know? Of course. So, and, um, I mean, look, man, we're sitting right now at number three, personally, mm -hmm. me, I would like to trade back if we do stay at three, um, I'm all for building the offensive line, but I don't see a guy that can go at three. No, that's um, right. Yeah, I, I would I would take Josh Allen if we stay at three, mm-hmm. even if Nick Bosa is there. And, and I'm saying this like like fully confident. I would take Josh Allen over Nick Bosa. Really? Why? Why? Why so? Dude, I watched Josh Allen towards the end of the year, and I mean Nick Bosa's you know Nick, Nick Bosa's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud, but he's a little injury prone. And watching Josh Allen. Um, towards the end of the year, perform. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. He reminded me a little bit of Cleo Mack. Yeah. You think just he an did, underrated man. guy like, who they are not talking about and kind of takes no, it personally. I mean, dude, and plus he's a Jersey guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he is a New Jersey. Is he from Central Jersey? <laughs> uh, there is no such thing as Central Jersey. All right, dude. Oh, you're from Central Jersey. <laughs> I'm not from Central Jersey. <laughs> Where is he from? Montclair. Montclair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah from wow. Montclair, man. But yeah, I would take him. But uh, my ideal situation is trade back, and uh, mm-hmm. I would like to get you know the center from uh, North Carolina State, Garrett mm-hmm. Bradbury. I think his name is. I'll tell you what, man, you are all the way in on this stuff. I, I, you know, granted, oh, I working, stuff, but man. you, you watched. You told me you watched every minute of the combine, just about. So I'm big on the combine, man. I'm one of the, and it's not even. Here's the thing, man. The combine is not even like that important. Yeah, it really isn't. It isn't. It's just so the NFL can stay relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and no, they've done a great job. I'd say they dominated this last month without a question. Like, no question have dominated this last month. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this free this free agency was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. No, no no doubt about it. And it A-4 seems to, to be every year. Le'Veon to the Jets, Antonio Brown to Oakland, Odell to Cleveland. I mean, we're going to see a whole new NFL. Yeah, no, no doubt. And we'll get a uh, – we'll uh, a draft preview coming up is when we get a little bit closer to draft day. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But as you kind of teased earlier, for most underrated transaction here, um, I feel like somebody does this every year. But um, Trey Flowers was really an impact player on that Patriots defense, and I and you know the Patriots defense was just kind of just slow and 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 mm-hmm. didn't really have a playmaker aside from Trey Flowers and him leaving. Um, you know, you kind of thought the Patriots wouldn't be willing to pay what he would be asking. Um, and he's going over to, you know, the Detroit Patriots with Matt Patricia and his pencil and his laminated paper. So um, that's well, where he's going, to, he's going to where he's comfortable with the guy that he's worked with. Exactly. So um, I mean, I'm, me personally, I'm, 
Wait, I, I'm sorry, buddy. I interrupted you. Continue. Oh, well, thank you. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that Patriots defense is able to find a way to find another playmaker. And they've done it every year. Granted, I'm not doubting that they can do it. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how they do it. Mm-hmm. I um, Dude, the way I look at that trade, um, trade uh, mm-hmm. the free agency signing, mm-hmm. the track record for you know Patriot players going to make big money is not very good at is not is actually not impressive at all. No. If you I, I saw a video on Twitter um the other day and it showed the amount of money that players made on the Patriots and then when the contract was up on other teams. Yeah. And none of them turned out to work. Yeah. So I mean I'm the one that the only one that I can really think of that worked was Brandon Cooks. You know, he's the only one yeah. that kind of sticks out in my head. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um even, you know, Deion Lewis, he's mm-hmm. you know, he didn't do too well in Tennessee. But that's just the way the Patriot players work out, man. It's just a whole different system up there. But for me, the most underrated transaction was uh, Bryce Callahan, the DB from Chicago, signing with Denver. This is a guy that I wanted. Okay. He was like, he was like top prior, one of the top priorities for me because huh. he's had a he's had a great past year, and I think it, he's only going to get better. Well, I the, mean, the dude was locked down. What's it? We kind of not contradict here, but I thought the most head scratching move here was done by the Denver Broncos. Uh, John Elway, who really, I think, I think he's trying so hard to put his fingerprints on the on the quarterback position uh, in the role that he he's is. in right now. And I, I wouldn't go I as mean, far. Apparently, as to say, apparently, him Joe Flacco hasn't even entered his prime. So yeah, I, I don't think he's a bad. He, I really don't he's think he's a bad like at his job, but he's just made horrible quarterback decisions and they brought Joe Flacco in and it just, it it just, it it makes no sense. It really like, I can't think of any angle where this makes sense. Um, (laughs) You know, I case Keenum was pretty, pretty bad last year. I like, I kind of, I still like him. I definitely like him more than I like Joe Flacco. I mean, that's just Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl. Well, so did Trent Dilfer. So, and so did Eli Manning. All right, we're we're this is a rabbit hole that we're just not going to go down. Um, I just I, I don't I don't I don't I don't understand it. You're you, uh, a team like that. You know, you're a young team. You, I mean, you're not going to really be beating. Maybe it's a move to to kind of tank and get a quarterback. I mean, I I, I don't I, I don't understand it at all. Uh, but it doesn't it's really matter. Figures out their quarterback position, they they they're in trouble. No, I agree 100%. They play great great defense, which is, you know, the frustrating they part. Yeah, exactly. Um, my uh my head scratcher was Nick Foles. It was not the the signing in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the actual contract. I think Jacksonville makes a lot of sense for him. Uh-huh. But the actual contract cuz Nick Foles outside of Philadelphia, let's, you know, he has not done well at all. No. And I told you I told you from the jump I wouldn't trade when after he won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't trade for him. Um, I get it. He's Super Bowl MVP. Had a great run, but I think that's what all it was was a great run. And you see it again. He he was not good at the beginning of the season with Philly. Towards the end of the season, you know, he was call, his number was called again, and he got and he got hot. But mm. my question is, my only thing is, the signing will make sense if he can stay hot for sixteen plus games. Yeah. Um, I mean, not ride this roller coaster that he has outside that he's ridden before outside of Philadelphia. So the money for me doesn't make the most sense. Four years, eighty-eight million, fifty-five mil guaranteed. Um, it's tough. No, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think I think Nick Foles is in a position where he's set up to succeed. Um, I just. You know, you look at the contract. I, I wonder what his expectation, like his, like the fan base expects from him. Like, do they expect him to come in there and be like a quarterback messiah? I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I think, uh, I think, mm-mm. I think if you kind of, if if I'm making expectations for him, I think, I think if they make the playoffs this year, that's that's a win uh, for both parties. Um, and then kind of, mm-hmm. you got to see. You know, maybe he'll get better with more consistent play. Um, but I thought he really thrived coming in in a position where other teams didn't have a lot, a lot of film to look at him. So we'll see. And Doug Peterson is really – he's not underrated, but, I mean, that system that he has I going on over there, you, you can put any, yeah, you can put anybody in there and, and it seems to work. So, um, 
we'll see what's going on. I think uh, you always talk about the coach over there in Jacksonville being the bologna sandwich guy. So um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see how that pans out. Um, I mean, this is win now mode for them, man. They just definitely. need a quarterback. Obviously, Blake Bortles wasn't the answer, so they took a risk with him. They're taking a risk with uh, Foles. Hopefully, it pays out for them there. Absolutely, but, dude. Let's let's uh, let's get into real re- into the real reason um, of March. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. College basketball, which um, I will be completely honest with you, um, everybody's kind of saying that Zion Williamson is the first Duke guy that everybody doesn't hate. And I'll tell you what, man. From when he got there, every sign pointed to me not liking this guy. Like he's the best. He's the next Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Like he's unbelievable. And, and like, dude, I never watched him play in high school, but I always saw his highlights. I'm like, Oh, this guy can just dunk whatever. That's a, yeah. But he, he came in. He's a likable guy. He plays unbe- like unbelievably hard when he is in the game. I have not seen him loaf one time and you know, everyone's blown away by his athleticism. Everyone's blown away by uh, his, his dunks and everything. But what I'm most blown away by is just his IQ of the game, his ability mm-hmm. to his ability to read passes before they happen, his ability to uh, to to know where everybody is, to hit a cutter um, on the fast break. He's unstoppable. I mean, like he shows you parts of his game that he's he's worked on. Not just he's not just an athletic specimen that you watch and you're just like, oh my god, he's so much more athletic than everybody. He's so much more athletic than everybody, and he's so much more skilled than everybody. And he's so much more smarter than everybody all at the same time. Uh, and it, it really has been an unbelievable thing to watch. And uh, in all seriousness, the sky is the limit for him. I'm, I'm blown away. Oh, absolutely. My thing for him is two things. And we spoke about this last night. Um, I think he needs to develop a jump shot. Mm-hmm. And I also think he <laughs> – he needs to go to a speed school or something. Yeah, his, like his running form is tough to watch. He runs like a duck. Yeah, and his arms don't move, and it bothers me because I'm like, dude, you're this freak athlete. Like, yeah. let's get your arms moving or something. Let's yeah. get it together. Um, you know, you can jump out of a gym, but your arms can't move. Yeah, it's 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 something else to watch. Mm-hmm. This little set, he needs to come up with some kind of new celebration tactic other than the two yeah, arms, not the straight arm, like doing the tweedle tweedle twirl. I don't know what that is. Um, hey, and um, I'm just gonna add to add right now to my loser of the week because while we're on the topic. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but on social media right now, Zion's just trying to love this girl, and she no, fumbled. How whack is that, dude, dude? First of all, the chick's whack for putting it out there. So Second of all, she fumbled the bag big time because this dude's about to make bil- millions and millions of dollars, you know, just off the draft pick alone and, and endorsements, and she's posting this. Oh. I don't know what your name is, lady, but you fumbled the bag. Really? Like, no, like, dude, it's it's really crazy, bro. Clamoring. The bag was in your hand. Attention. All you had to say was, "I love you too." Yeah, like, that's it. She got to have some kind of daddy issues going on or something. I don't know what's going on, bro. But whatever. Anyway, um, the one thing that I'll say about this, and we're we're gonna get into player empowerment a little bit later, um, is everybody kind of you know I'm all for you know the NCAA is obviously corrupt. The NCAA is obviously a joke, but everybody kind of wanted to make Zion Williamson like they were like, oh, he d- if he doesn't play, he 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 hurts his draft stock. That was like one half, and the other half was like he should sit out and get his money. And this is just a kid, like he's a mm-hmm. an eighteen year old kid who likes to play basketball, and that's all he's ever shown you. He's never shown you to be selfish. He's never shown you to be. Um, and I wouldn't call him selfish if he sat out. It would be a, a good financial decision. This is just a guy who loves playing basketball, loves his teammates, and I, t- I got to tell you, it's refreshing to see. Uh, I, again, I wouldn't have really blamed him if he sat out. Uh, I probably would have been mad about it for 10 minutes because I wouldn't have gotten to see him play again. But um, it's refreshing to see somebody who loves the game and can't get enough of it and, and just wants to play, and that's all he wants to do. Um, and you know, I'm happy he decided to play. Oh, 110%. But – it just it, it's not the norm nowadays, and, and and that kind of sucks. And and one more thing that uh, while we're talking about Duke is you know are we sure Coach K is still good at coaching? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I mean, or does he just have we or see like that? crazy talented players? Struggled so 
so hard when Zion wasn't playing, and I'm just, and everybody's like, oh, well, obviously they're struggling. They don't have Zion Williamson, and I'm just like, dude, you know, you beat Wake Forest at home by I think one point, and you have two lottery picks, and your other one lottery pick is sitting. You know what I mean? Like, come on, mm-hmm. let's, let's let's get it together. At a certain point, like, you know, you have really talented players, so let's win some games. Um, so that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me this year, but. Tournament's right around the corner. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, we have a tournament challenge. We will be doing a trophy this year, custom designed by yours truly. Um, so that's exciting. Can't wait to see what that looks like. Oh, it's going to look great. I'm fired. I'm real fired up about it. Um, so, so with this, with this tournament, I, look, man, I, I will, I'll admit it. I've watched po- probably two college basketball games all year. Okay, I'm Do not you know proud what of it. You're watching. What? Did you know what games? Um, yes, the one was um, Duke versus UNC. Okay, great, great pick. Uh, or was it Duke versus Gonzaga? That was like, I think one. Might, like the yeah, game. I think it was both. I think it was both those games. Okay, well, those are good ones to pick. Those are good. Yeah. Games to pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you would say that you fall under the "I'll watch when it gets to March" category. Oh, absolutely. That okay. is 100 percent me. Um, I'm more I will watch the NBA here and there. But uh, college basketball is just on so much and like such at inconvenient times that I don't get to watch it. But, I agree. Um, around March I do a little bit of research for the brackets. Okay. Cause you know, I mean Warren Buffett every year offers a million dollars to whoever can get the perfect bracket bra- uh, bracket. So I got I gotta get that mill. Why not you? you know, I gotta get it. Like I need that million, so I gotta get the perfect bracket. So I do a little bit of research. Okay. I asked a few buddies like you. You and I uh-huh. had a good talk last night. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm a, I'm able to negotiate a little bit. I'm able to talk a little bit. All right. Well, let's let's get right into it. First and foremost, what I want to say is um, this is kind of me going off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, I want to say I think Auburn kind of got screwed here with seeding. Auburn is in the same bracket as Kentucky and, uh, and North Carolina and um, Kansas. And – I'm kind of. I looked at their schedule this year, and they've beaten Tennessee twice, beaten Florida twice, beat Washington, Arizona, Xavier, and Murray State. I mean, they're sitting at a five seed. I just kind of think that's a little bit of a a, a crapshoot, a crap uh, seeding that they got, especially after winning the SEC. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. But just kind of, you know, pointing out. I got to call it how I see it. So I kind of think Aubrey got screwed. Mm-hmm. Um. Moving forward from that, um, let's both give a team that we really like. Uh, who do you like? Um, I like Purdue. Okay, okay. Purdue's got a we great about card. Yep, they got a great team. Um, let's see who else. Who else do I like? Uh, obviously, you got to go Duke, but I like North Carolina a lot. Yeah, I like North Carolina every year, and it's for the same reasons as you. We're, this is where you and I are on the same page with basketball. Uh, um, we like experience. Experience matters. I think uh, experience matters. Yeah, you look at guys like Luke May, and they beat they beat Duke twice this year um, in the regular season. They did fall to them uh, in the ACC tournament. But one thing that just that just year after year, you get everybody always freaks out because a five loses to a, a five loses to a twelve or or something like that. And 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 you got to sit there and you got to ask yourself why is this happening. The reason that this is happening is because you get these 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 mid-major teams that have guys that have just been playing forever. You got fifth-year seniors, you got fourth-year seniors, you got coaches that love their players, and it, it it matters. I mean, at the end of the day, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, kids who are mm-hmm. overly emotional. And uh, when you get when, when you get a team who just has great chemistry and plays together really, really hard, and they have a good ball coach, I mean. It just it, it always uh, it always seems to work out. So that's why I like North no. Carolina a lot this year. Um, I think Purdue's a great pick. A lot of people are picking Purdue to be in the Final Four, which uh, mm-hmm. you know, may be a little bit of a stretch. But my team that I really like um, is Florida State. Gonna, go ahead. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I got to tell you before I forget. I read an article today. Okay. It was like you know pick up you know uh, learn your bracketology all that stuff. Yeah. It said sleeper pick okay. for the final four. Uh-huh. Virginia Tech, dude. I'll t- look, I, I, I can I, I can make my own freaking podcast about this and talk about it for forty five minutes. All I'm going to say is that the team plays really hard. 
Couldn't be prouder of how they played without Justin Robinson. Um, good chance this could be Buzz Williams last year in Blacksburg. Um, but the real test. Ooh, breaking news. Breaking news. What breaking news? What? Is this last year. Breaking news? No, not breaking news. I'm saying there's a chance. A report. Who's your source? There's a chance. My source is. I mean, to type in Buzz Williams, and then the first thing that comes up is Texas A&M. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Per sources? No, no sources. No sources. No sources. No okay, sources. so then it's not confirmed because yeah. if it says per source, that's confirmed. Okay, fine. If you're trying to talk me into thinking he's going to come back, all right, I'll, I'll set myself for uh, up for some some sadness. All right, fine. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, we played really, really well. Uh, first round matchup is St. Louis, who's the worst free throw shooting, uh, free throw percent shooting team in the NCAA than uh, Mississippi State or Liberty. Speaking of which, I have Liberty upsetting Mississippi State. And then uh, our test is going to be Duke. And then, uh, you know, we've beaten Duke one time this year. They didn't have Zion, but we have KJ Blackshear, so it should be a fun matchup. But you got to have your guy. What's his name? Justin Robinson. So yeah. uh, he's back. So that'll be exciting. Uh, teams that I like, though, I really like Florida State. Got a great coach. They're long. They're athletic. They play together. Um, they're having a really good year. Uh, I like them a lot. Um, I'm in on Michigan State as well. They got really hot towards the end of the year. Um, but, again, this is a really fun field. Um, I, uh, the one thing I want to point out as well is a lot of people – the one thing that's getting kind of overplayed to me – the Virginia UMBC thing, like it's over. Like I, I get it. Like it, yeah. it was funny, yeah. but like the memes, it's like out of control. It's like give it up. Like it's enough. Um, yeah. With that being said, Virginia is that one team that they're not going to beat you with talent. They're going to beat you because they play hard together. But that does open up the possibility of you running it. Like literally, all that has to happen is a team has to get hot from three. That's it. Like right. a team gets hot from three. That's the, that's the thing with fundamental fundamental basketball. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like like slow pace and like good defense like Gonzaga and stuff. That's just that's the problem with it. Yeah. So that's uh that's what we're looking at there. Um overrated, I got Tennessee. Um that's who I think is overrated and I wanna like LSU so bad, but then you told me about that scandal with their coach and I'm so upset. They're so talented and they literally they could lose to Yale or they could be in the uh they could be in the Ooh. final four. Like, like that's Ooh. like, it really just comes down to how the team's men- mental is. Like, I really, you know, what, you know, what really bothers me about the fun about uh, March Madness? What bothers you? Like, this is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Let me hear it. Why do we start late March and March Madness ends April 8th? Oh, because if you call it April Madness, that doesn't really, that doesn't really. But what I'm saying is like, if it's going to be March Madness, like take up the, you know, the entire second half of March. I mean, but you have to play your conference championships and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why don't we just move the season back a little bit so it's not April 8th and then you win March Madness, but it's in April. Like that bothers no, me. That doesn't bother. I, that bothers I, me. I, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna get nit- nitty, I just won March Madness in April. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Boom. I guess. Um. I guess. Boom. I don't know. That's a nitpick. That bothers me. All right. See, like that's like an OCD thing. I think. Who do you have one in April oh. Madness? April Madness? Um, uh, well, right now I have three brackets. I have yet to create one for ours. <laughs> okay. But if I had to choose one, yeah. if I had to stick with one, yeah. I'm going with North Carolina. Okay. I'm with I'm with you there too. I think uh I think they got a pretty decent bracket we're looking at here. Um, you know, Kentucky's kind of a down year. Not a lot of people are talking about them though, so you know, we'll see. But uh, they're in a good, they're in a good, they're in a good position, and again, they got that senior leadership, and um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I miss when Obama would fill out his bracket. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It was always fun, dude, and he did that. Not even like trying to get political too. at all. No, I'm just yeah. saying, like, hundred percent. I literally enjoyed watching him fill it out. But yeah, I was like, oh, this is mad cool. Rookie mistake. He'd always go straight one seeds in the final four, and that's yeah, how it ever yeah. works out. Did you see? Uh, I think it was Dickie V's. Fi- um, like Elite Eight or something. Yeah, it was then, called uh, the one and two seeds. <laughs> Dude, I can't – I tell you what. Out of the people that I can't stand to listen to on uh, uh, Call a Game, he's he's on my – Oh, on my you don't like Dickie V? No, I loved Dickie V five years ago. But now he's like – he's kind of like Hubie Brown. Like something crazy will happen and they'll – like somebody, somebody will airball a three. And then the other team will already like have brought it over half court on the fast break. And then Dickie V will be like, oh, my God, what a horrible <laughs> shot. What a horrible – I just can't believe it. And, like, I'm like, hey, Dickie, 
you know, there's other stuff going on here. You know what I mean? I like that yeah. subtle little. Yeah. I like that subtle little <laughs> why at the end there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff's going on. Like, slow your roll, cousin. Um, so let's move on to the NBA, to the professionals. Um, you know, let's just get, let's just go right into it. LeBron James, um, that's your guy. Um, I have always been a critic. Um, I don't deny his greatness, but I do think that this season has, you know, you can say what you want. The stats look pretty good, but the disengagedliness, the, uh, the, the non-leadership, the complaining, the body language, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really a horrible look. I agree. I agree. Um, the whole bench thing, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Come people are on, blowing that. I, dude, I think people are blown out of proportion. I really do. I disagree. I, I mean, disagree. dude, look, um, what's his name? I forget his name. I literally just retweeted him yesterday. Uh, he coached LeBron and he played with LeBron. Mm-hmm. And he brought up this great point. Here's like, my problem, dude. Like this guy, this guy played. This guy has played more than any more minutes in the NBA than anybody in each of the past five years. And the guy comes out of the game for two minutes, sits on the bench alone, just to get you know some water and cool off a little bit, and he's getting shit for it. I don't agree with it. No, no. I mean, no, look dude, on the court. I don't, 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 don't want to hear it. I, Tim Duncan played until he was fifty-seven years old, and he would have never done that. Vince Carter. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You don't. I, I wouldn't think. It, I wouldn't think it was a big deal if they had an older team. This team. He, he was just out out to dinner with his teammates. If he's up out of a teammate, that wouldn't be happening. I. I. I, I don't I think the bench thing is a big deal. I think what's going on on the floor the is thing. a big deal. It's not just the bench thing. It's I understand that, but I'm saying I don't. It's think just, that's it's just part another. Of it. If it was just that. If it was just that fun but it's not it's thing after thing after thing after thing i know that but i don't think the bench thing matters i'm saying okay. on the court matters all right uh, okay on the court not you, you get what i'm saying like i don't think what he, him sitting on the bench for two minutes alone matters i think all the body language and the lack of effort going on the court right now sure is what matters and it's hurting his legacy you know and it hurts me to say that because at the end of the day i think he's the greatest basketball player we've ever mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. but it's hurting his legacy. Agreed. I just think he's in a position where he doesn't know that he's going to get a, a, a premier a premier star. Um, he may be stuck with Brandon Ingram. He may be stuck with Kyle Kuzma. He may be stuck with Lonzo Ball. Um, and even if you don't want to be stuck with them, you want to get him perked up to improve their trade stock. So th- that's really what it comes down to. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, I'm I'm a true believer of the fact that I that if he didn't get hurt. Probably have a really good chance to make the playoffs, but five and twelve since his return. Five and twelve. He comes back from the injury. They're five and twelve. You know, we've been over the leadership. We've been over the body language. Um, I got a question for you, and I got a question for uh, for y'all listening. LeBron James is under contract until twenty twenty two. What do you think is more likely? You can't say. You can't say neither. You can't say, I don't know. If you have a gun to your head, what do you think is more likely? That he wins another championship in Los Angeles or he gets he either is traded or requests a trade out of Los Angeles? You know, it's a really, really tough question. I don't see him requesting a trade out of there. Um I can see them trading him. I think mm-hmm. it's an option you have to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I think when you have LeBron James, it's win now mode. It's not. I, I told you this. I told you this when, when we texted a while ago. When you have LeBron James, it's automatically win now mode. It's not develop mode. It's not rebuild mode. It's we have the greatest player in the plant on the planet. Now is our time to win the championship. We need to get whatever whoever we can to to surround him with and win a championship. Yeah, uh, I think it's more likely he wins a championship than he than he does um, requesting a trade. Mm-hmm. But I think hit right if they don't if they don't make any moves, 
then I will say it's more likely for him to get traded than win a championship. Because if they, if they don't make any moves, they're not winning a championship. Come on now. No, I think I think uh, I, I think, and I'm going to catch heat for this, but I really do think if LeBron James is a faceless player, and you just look at him as an asset, as here are the numbers he's putting up, here's how old he is, here's how much we're paying him, and here is how the typical career goes. I mean, Kobe Bryant's numbers that he was putting up before he got hurt uh, were incredible. And then it's just like that, out of nowhere, could be an injury, could be an extended period of time away from basketball, and it's just not the same. Um, and who knows when that moment will happen. It may not happen for another six years. It may not happen for another eight. It may, it may happen next year. Um, I think if you're looking at this as a Laker, um, as a, as a Laker front office person, there's, uh, what would you get for LeBron? I mean, you can't, like, I can't even well, wrap my head around what some stupid organization would, would be willing to give up for. If you can trade, if you can trade him to the Knicks and if I'm the Knicks, I wouldn't do this. But if you can trade him the Knicks for the Zion pick, you, you, I would do that in a heart. I would do that uh, yesterday. I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you say this is, um, you know, based just off what you're seeing, this is a down year for LeBron? Um, I would say it's a down year from LeBron. He's putting up, he's putting up good numbers. I'm not going to dispute that. The problem that I have with LeBron James that he does what, what what I think he does far too often. I think LeBron James in this point in his career needs to find a way to become uh, more focused on one to two things instead of being the engine that drives the entire team. And listen, a part of that is the fact that they just don't have the talent. Um, yeah. But I really think that they need to uh, that what he does so often is he gets the ball at the top of the paint and he holds it for. Far too long. Watch for it next time you watch it. Next time you're watching, he'll hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, and there's there there are one or two th- of two things are going to happen if he doesn't drive to the hoop. And when he drives to the hoop, it's pretty pretty uh, It's pretty obvious he's going to do it. He's either going to dribble, 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 and then launch like a uncontested horrible percentage three pointer, or he's going to hold it, hold it, hold it, and then with like two or three seconds left on the shot clock, he's going to fire it to somebody and they just have to hoist up a shot without their feet set or they're in a bad position. And that's just not great. I kind of thought Rondo would do a better job of facilitating. He's been a disaster. I think the best case scenario here for LeBron is Klay Thompson. Everybody's pointing to Anthony Davis. Klay Thompson is a, a 3 and D guy. He doesn't need his feet set. Uh, he can go off for 40. Um, you know, he, you know, everybody seems to love him. He uh, has been okay with playing uh, not just second fiddle, but third fiddle over in Golden State. I think that is the like best case scenario free agent signing for Los Angeles. And there are mm. rumblings that Anthony Davis is not being traded by any, by no circumstances he being traded. And obviously that might be just a way of kind of, trying to increase the price. Um, but I think it's Clay Thompson or bust. I really think that's who you need. And if they don't get a free agent this year, I mean, I don't know what the hell you, you're going to, you do. I mean, you're good. If they don't get a free agent this year or make a move by the trade deadline of next year. I think they got to trade LeBron. Yeah, no question but, about um, it. But the question is what organization is going to be stupid enough to do that. And that's no disrespect to LeBron James. It's just, you're going to give up all of your future assets for somebody who's, really got how much how many more years left does LeBron have where I don't even know if he can be the best player on a championship team right now I really don't I don't know that man I really don't I I think if Anthony Davis comes well well, I think if Anthony Davis comes to the team next year I think it needs to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James not Anthony Davis playing a Chris Bosh role and then there's LeBron James it's gonna have to be more than that out of uh, Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. so we'll see but the point of the matter is to put up or shut up for Magic Johnson and LeBron James just, you know, I hope it works out because it's good for basketball if he's if the Lakers are playing well and LeBron's playing well. So we'll see. I have some breaking moves. I'd love to hear it. So um, Vontez Perfect is signing a one-year deal, $5 million with the Raiders, which I find to be a conspiracy by the NFL 
keeping this guy in the league just so they can find him and take his money. Dude, I, I tell you what. I mean, jer- we've been over this before. Jerk face of the NF, the biggest jerk face in the in the world. I uh, can't stand yeah. him. Um, so, you know. Uh, He's now on the same team as Antonio Brown. So I'll tell you what, Raiders, Raiders is fitting. I think uh, I think he'll definitely embrace yeah. the Raider name. Um, so it's another character, no doubt. Um, um, I don't know if anybody's having a better day than Mike Trout. No, I don't think anybody is having a better day than Mike Trout. Uh, just to kind of put this in perspective here, twelve years, four hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But listen to this. The NFL salary cap is $188,200,000. His contract is worth two years of the current cap with $231,800,000 to spare. That's just absolutely – he could literally fund an NFL team for two and a half years to pay their entire payroll. It's it's, bonkers. I have a good one for you. I have a good one for you. Hit me. This is good because I got a few – we both have a few – I don't know if you have any Mike Trout um, money facts. Sure. So Mike Trout, obviously four hundred thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to give you this number: four hundred fifty-eight million five hundred fifteen thousand four hundred seventy dollars. That is what the U.S. government bought in current dollars for what eventually became Arkansas, Alaska, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, and parts of Louisiana, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming. So he could buy basically – is that the Louisiana Purchase? Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't remember history that much. That's absurdly <laughs> ridiculous. I mean I, – Hold on, hold on. I think I want more. I think I want more. Would you do, this, is where the, this is where the no-taking time went for Willie. He's going to be he's gonna, he's gonna be making $222,000 per game, six, over almost $67,000 in that bat. Over twenty four point five thousand per inning, and he's going to be making sixteen hundred per pitch for the next twelve years. It's pretty insane. It's pretty. I'd I'd do that. I think I would. I mean, dude, I can never go to a playoff game, and I'd sign for that money. Yeah, I would just be like, yeah, no, sign me no, up. Like uh, whatever. No question. No pressure on him because like, it's just sad. No question. Oh, um, another tidbit here, Craig Kimball. Can Craig? Kimbrel is still unsigned. Um, do you think he'll actually go through with not playing this year? No. You think he'll sign? I mean, I think he's probably a little hot and bothered to see what Gio Gonzalez got, but he's not nearly as banged up as Gio was. I don't know, man. The whole the whole MLB free agency thing to me no is sense. so mind blowing that I don't even know how to approach it or or predict anything or to explain the reasoning. All I know is that the MLB has a lot of issues and need, they need to fix it ASAP mm-hmm. because they are falling way behind the NFL and, and NBA. I agree. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. So they need to, they need to fix it. But you told me about the stupid um, the bullpen rule, which is so dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. Baseball is a game that shouldn't be, shouldn't be changed. So the new bullpen opinion. rule, for those of you that don't know, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, instilled a new rule where you if you bring in a pitcher, he needs to either complete the uh, half inning or face three batters. Um, it's not being implemented until 2020. Honestly, I hate changing baseball too, and my default is to dislike the rule. Um, but I think I'm going to be really pissed off about it when I kind of see it unfold. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that kind of is being underreported here is how many jobs this uh, quote unquote jobs this is uh, this is killing. I mean, any of those these you know lefty specialists or guys that come in in a jam. Um, you know, like our poor, that's the beauty of baseball, man. Yeah. Our pure, our, our poor string bean pal, Jerry Blevins, Jerry Blevins made a freaking living off of coming in and throwing six pitches, then going home. He, uh, he played 564 games and he only logs 463 innings. And you know what? He does not really have a place anymore after 2020, um, which kind of sucks. Okay. I found I, it does suck. I found another Mike Trout fact. Let me hear it <laughs> before we wrap this yeah. up. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Nor- Nolan Arenado have a total 
of $1.32 billion earnings just for four guys. Fully guaranteed. Yes. The Tampa Bay Rays total payroll in franchise history, 21 seasons, just pretty much a billion dollars. That's so they have four guys have gotten paid are going to be paid more in guaranteed money than 21 years of Tampa Bay. Players. Tampa Bay's got to be better than that. I mean, come on now. I mean, are they? I can't. The only really good. I, mean, no, I think not. Evan Longoria is the only really like memorable Tampa Bay Ray. I'm probably wrong, Pretty much. but he's the only guy that I can remember. Um, let's get to winners and losers. Winners and losers. We're gonna knock that out just uh, to plant a little seed here for you to meander. Uh, give a little challenge to the listeners. We were gonna hit on player empowerment and how you might go about fixing guys begging out of contracts so we'll bump that over to the next pod but try to come up with some ways that you think you can combat that or if it's uncombatible just say it's uncombatible you know so let that marinate a little bit um for my winner um you know i'm a homer i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it g uh it really warmed my heart to see isaiah the isaiah and boston love fest last night um, mm. love. I really do. I love Isaiah Thomas. He gave Boston unbelievably great memories for the two and a half years that he was there. And I know that kind of sounds funny when you say it. It was only two and a half years, but he really did. Um, and uh, I was up at Assumption that time. I love school in Massachusetts. Loved watching, and it was awesome. Loved watching him play. Loves Boston, and uh, it felt really good to finally get him the video tribute mm. he deserved. And you could tell that the love is real between him and the city, and uh, it was it was great to watch. So, what do you got? My winner is our dear friend um, and one of our old coaches, Coach Russo. Yes, yes, um, yes. coach of Northern Highlands, well deserved. Yes. Um, great guy, mm. all about the kids. Mm. Puts him first, um, and the football IQ is a bonus for him, man. So we're happy for him. Much love, Coach Russo. Much love, Coach Russo. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you loser. do know, hold on before we get into the losers, as you do know, we do have a bunch of Northern Highlands listeners. So shout out to you guys. You guys know you're in good hands. He was coaching there last year, so you know. But whatever. Shout out. Um, my loser, besides the female who fumbled the bag, yeah. Zion, yeah. is honestly, dude, it's the NCAA for posting this whack video going around about this, a day in the life of a student athlete. Brutal. I mean. Brutal. It is the most far off thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, no morning workout, no film, film session, no student athletes that happy going to bed. No. Uh, there's just, there, there's like barely any eating in that. I mean, well, no, he is eating there. It's just, it's it's all just out of, it's all out of Here's source. The, it's wrong. And, and the NBA sucks, period. The NCAA has been getting away with this garbage for years. And at this point, like, listen, you're getting away with it. Just be quiet. Like, you don't need to make ads. You don't need to do anything. Like your biggest money grab is coming up. Just sit back and bask in your in your in your uh, in your exploitation. It's fine. It's, you really don't need to make commercials. Nobody's watching that and saying like, "Wow, I love the NCAA." No, nobody's doing that. <sighs> loser. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Um, just real yeah. quick. Actually, give me your loser first. Uh, your loser. I mean, it's just Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper signed, and you know called Philly the wrong city and said he was going to recruit Mike Trout. And then Mike Trout went. And all things have yeah, failed. So not going great. <laughs> um, Bill, you got to catch up. You got to start Game of Thrones because it's coming up in less than a month. And it's all I've been thinking I'm gonna about. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I, I think what I'm going to do, I, I'm going to watch it. I, I am. But I don't – I'm mm. watching The Sopranos mm. right now. I enjoy The Sopranos. I just don't. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to no, go. No, what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is I don't want to hear it. I don't I need to hear watch it. it when I can watch. Like, I don't want to live week to week. Like, I hate that. I hate that. Okay. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, The season, like, through the first seven seasons, like, as soon as you get through season one, you're just never going to want to leave it. All right. So, but I mean, you know what, man? If you don't want to watch it, you know, I'm sorry. You hate I literally your life. said I was going to watch it. I literally said I was going to watch it. Uh, you know, but I don't think you're going to. So, I think you hate your life. But I'm over here living. I can't even think straight at work or anywhere I go because I'm just thinking about Thrones 24-7. So uh, did you – have you been – you were a little upset before with uh, how they were doing the release deal with the pictures and stuff. You were a little disappointed. You didn't think it was a review. Oh, I was so upset. Yeah, well, the thing – real quick, the thing was um, Good Morning America tweeted out like, tomorrow morning, check out our exclusive yeah. you know preview of Game of Thrones. 
And I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah, let's go. So I'm sitting by, I'm sitting by my TV, waiting, waiting, and it was the covers of magazines. And it was so upsetting. Yeah, that's upsetting. But they came out with the trailer at work, and like, I started watching it, and my dad was like, "Yo, bud, like, you can't be doing that when there's cameras around. You can't just stare at your phone." And I'm like, "All right, I'll go to the bathroom." <laughs> I was in the bathroom for like 25 minutes, just watching a two minute trailer over and over. Oh, there you go. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm happy that you're happy, friend. I'm happy that you're happy, and I'll tell you what. I'm most happy that we're back. Excited to be back on our regular scheduled programming. Um, you'll hear more from us on uh, specifics on uh, getting back on a weekly cadence. Um, super excited about March Madness. Make sure you fill out our brackets. We'll make sure to tweet those out. Willie, what are the handles? What are the handles, Will? At Hung Up Pod. They haven't changed. Have not changed. At Hung Up Podcast. Make sure you throw us a follow, like, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am to be back. And um, we missed you guys. Much love. All right, brother.